0: Welcome to day two thirteen of Shaped by the Word, I'm Paul Kemp. You're once again with Katie Kresky and Matt Kresge as we continue our journey through uh, the book of Mark. You can divide Mark into into three big sections. One is the beginning of Mark, you know, sets him in his ministry uh, in, in Galilee, and, and then there's a shift that takes place, you know, around chapter end of chapter eight, where they start to slowly make their way to Jerusalem, and Jesus is preparing his disciples. For what will inevitably happen in Jerusalem, but they're so much like the people that Jesus is healing—they can't see and they can't hear, and they're not, you know, comprehending. And so we come in, you know, chapter ten, toward the end of that, where we move into Jerusalem and then we move, you know, toward the cross. Uh, But Jesus, you know, continues to teach them, and this is the extended uh, portion of Jesus' teaching in in the Gospel of Mark. So when we begin in chapter ten. Uh, we are uh, moving into a, uh, you know the topic of divorce and the topic of uh, the rich and the kingdom of God and what it means to come into uh, the presence of God. So before we do that, as always, let's uh, remember that we, we read Scripture, not simply to um, read a book and to be entertained or even to add to our discipleship. We we read relationally, we read for the sake of intimacy, to know him more fully, uh, to have our affections fanned in the flame so that we see in him everything our hearts desire and to have our lives and our hearts settled in him. So before we do that, Matt, could
1: you? Yeah. Father, we do um, pray for this time together that it would be Um, a time where we we draw near to you and and because you've invited us to do so and and called us to do so you've promised to draw near to us and and so would that be true of this moment Um, father meet with us transform us use your word um, in our lives thank you for the the grace that we have in Christ Jesus thank you for the community um, that you've drawn together in him and and thank you for the technology that we have to be able to read this um, together to grow in you Uh, Together, whether we're driving in cars or listening in our houses. um, God, you're using your word um, to accomplish your purposes in us. And we pray that that would be glorifying to you. Give us wisdom as we read. Help us to see Jesus. We love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Jesus then left that place and went to the region of Judea. And I'm reading in chapter 10, verse 1. And across the Jordan, again, crowds of people came to him. And as was his custom, he taught them. Some Pharisees came and tested him by asking, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? What did Moses command you? He replied, As had Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. It was because your hearts were hard that Moses wrote you this law, Jesus replied. But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. When they were in the house again, the disciples asked Jesus about this. He answered, anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery with her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony, you shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus said again, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Then Peter spoke up, we've left everything to follow you. Truly, I tell you, Jesus replied, no one has left homes or brothers or sisters or mothers or fathers or children or fields for me, and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age, homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, along with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many are first, will be last, and the last first. Um. An interesting section where you know Jesus begins um, with the attitudes of his day. Uh, you know certainly that uh, favored men who could divorce their wives for any and every reason, and, and missing the very heart of what you know God had called uh, you know, marriage together for. And so, in, in marriage, we, we see a very harsh you know harsh statement. Matter of fact, in Luke. Uh, uh, after Jesus makes a statement, the disciples it might be better off not being married. Uh, it, it is a, it is a deep and a hard commitment, uh, mm-hmm. and, and it has to be carried along, you know, by much more than, you know, the romantic love we have for one another. It has to have the deep Christ like love that Paul in Ephesians encourages us to, mm-hmm. uh, where we give ourselves to fully for one another, mm-hmm. and so it is a it is startling to us because we're casual about commitment. But it's not startling to God, who is deeply committed to us.
1: You have to love. I mean, the way that Jesus engages the Pharisees. I, I, you know, they're always out to get him or to try to trap him, and and usually they're kind of pointing to some aspect of the law or at least how they've come to interpret the law. And, and Jesus, and you're asking almost the wrong question. You're looking for ways to, to to get out. Why don't you go back and see what God intended? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I mean, how much of that is just true in my own life? You know not not necessarily in this moment where we're talking about divorce but just in the ways where I read God's word and think okay how far's too far or what's the boundaries here and just miss the intent of what yeah. God has mm-hmm. in and, store for and
0: me. it's obviously easy to see yourself as as righteous if you can lower the bar far enough yeah mm-hmm. you know that uh, faithfulness is, is is only temporary and there are a lot of you know different you know causes uh, so if we you know successfully lower the bar then we can certainly reach the standard. Uh, But what Jesus does is is raises the bar and elevates the standard of faithfulness and true righteousness. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, in the very next section, he shows us: but to enter it, you have to be like a little child. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and of course, in Jewish tradition, uh, you know, a child uh, was not responsible for the law or even able to keep the law until they became a son or a daughter of the law at age thirteen. And is that it's not a matter of law keeping; it's a matter of you know, deep faith and deep confidence and deep trust. You know that makes us righteous. So he elevates the standard of righteousness to the point that none of us you know could possibly attain it, and then he invites us to find it in him, which is a, is a, is a beautiful picture.
2: Of course, I you know I'm gonna love this illustration of a child right coming to him because this picture of this child running unhindered you know to jesus like yesterday we were having a meeting and joe ran down the hall towards us like what five different times and she's just running like completely unhindered by the fact that she runs
0: just like her father i I don't don't know know, it's it's a lot like mine yeah
2: yeah, so she's just running towards us not hindered by the fact that we're meeting you know not Not concerned by the fact that we have tasks to talk through. You know, she just knows that she's loved and she just runs towards us knowing with this big smile on her face. And I couldn't help but picture that when I read this section, because like that's the kind of attitude and faith and relationship that he longs for us to have. Um, as we enter the kingdom, you know, just not not worried by all these other things, but just our eyes set on Him, knowing that He accepts us because of what He's done for yeah, us. The joyful embrace, the
0: uh, implicit, you know, trust and faith and confidence. Yeah. The beautiful pictures yeah. of that. And we
1: just we just don't realize, I think, how at times our not or maybe our faith gets chipped away just by self-sufficiency or by right. you know, being able to explain things away because even just you know, speaking of kids and like being a parent you know we we're driving the other day and joe saw it's like roses or a building you know something she's like dad you know god created that building <laughs> and part of me would to be like well like he did but he didn't <laughs> actually, you know like b&b construction actually, company <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you know but like for her you know whether it was humans that did it i mean god's sovereign. It. It, for her it's just simple faith that all mm-hmm. things are here because god has created all yeah, things god
0: uh, joe has such a, a higher view of I god's know, sovereignty her than, exactly. her, than her father well, which is why boy, like
2: when it, when you have this the story of the rich man like right after that it's so it's such a contrast because he no, does it's, have it's that self it's exactly the opposite yeah. it's
0: one who's coming uh in his own self-confidence and and his own you know, like the Pharisees before them on that issue of divorce, he has put the bar in a place where he feels very comfortable about who he is and, and about his, you know, about his performance. And of course, once again, Jesus raises the bar and it's profoundly beyond anything, uh, you know, that we would expect, you know, for him to come, you know, to your rich man and say, sell everything you have, have treasure in heaven, come follow me and so when we looked you know in in, uh, you know matthew chapter 8 about denying yourself and taking up your cross and Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. what it looked like you know for this you know particular young man yeah and uh you know we we look at that and we say wow jesus must have really hated this guy (laughs) (laughs) he's he's asking him to give up everything he has in in order to attain something greater you know treasure you know in heaven but the opposite is true he looked at him and Mm -hmm. he loved him and he called him into a deep, deep mm-hmm. discipleship.
2: And I think it's important for us to see that this is so countercultural to us right now because in our culture, to love someone means to kind of tell them what they want to hear in a lot of ways and maybe just accept them for who they are. But Jesus loves this you just man.
0: You do you, Katie. Right, exactly.
2: Yeah. And But Jesus loves this man. Living her truth. And yeah. in his love for him, he tells him what he does what he needs to hear and not what he wants to hear Mm -hmm. and i mean that's that's what we get from our savior and that's what we're called to give the kind of love we're called to give to our brothers and sisters yeah
0: how would you like to hear you know jesus say to you you just lack one thing yeah (laughs) all right And then that one thing happens to be everything. (laughs)
2: You
0: know, the the one thing is the very center of who you are, and everything that you've grown to depend on, and everything that you've fallen in love with, and everything that has been your identity. Yeah. You get rid of all of that, and and and, and follow me.
2: And you'll have so much more in me. And and of
0: course, that's where you know that's where, uh, you know, the disciples are you know kind of confounded by this because in in their way of speaking, you know this, this. this man is truly living under God's blessing. you know God mm-hmm. has blessed him with all of this material wealth so he is in their mind if anybody can be saved, someone who has honored the law, someone yeah. who is living under God's blessing, obviously this this person can be saved and they, they look at him and said, you know if he can't be saved who can and of mm-hmm. course the answer it's impossible you know from a human standpoint but you know possible you know, from you know, from God's standpoint. Mm.
2: And I think growing up, like I would interpret this passage as like, it's just hard when you have a lot of money, if if you have a lot of money, then it's hard to be be in the kingdom of God. But the reality is it goes to the heart, just like Jesus always takes us back to the heart. Um, And he did with the Pharisees at the beginning of this chapter. And he does here where it's the, the, the issue isn't the money. The issue is, is where the man's heart is. So what is our issue? Where is our yeah, heart? Where
0: yeah. has he found his identity? What mm-hmm. are the things that have captured his affections? Uh, and, and so this—the invitation of denying yourself and taking up your cross to follow—is—is is, is hard for all of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's a moment we we face the Savior and our faces fall mm-hmm. because you know, we may not have great wealth, but we have found our identity and our hope and our confidence and our. And our joy, you know, in in, in the things yeah. of this world, rather, you know, than in Him. And yeah. of course, Peter kind of catches that, and he said, "Oh, okay, well, we've left everything." <laughs> we've yeah. And, uh, and and of course, Jesus truly says, "No, you haven't. You haven't left." anything when you don't receive a hundred times as much in this age know. Mm-hmm. In, in this age you know the blessing of god which may or may not be material it may yeah. be brothers and sisters. it's a deep sense but of community look at how peter's yeah. life
1: plays out what's the hundred times that he yeah. receives you know being crucified upside down I mean you know what I mean like it's 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 not what we think it is it's not like but but it's Peter going joyfully to the cross well the,
0: the, there is the the you, you receive as hundred times as much in this life. And persecutions yeah, and yeah. much more in the exactly age, right. in, in the age it's to not come. just
1: you're going to get you know two thousand dollar pairs yeah. of sneak, so, sneakers and those sort of things like <laughs> it's not a prosperity thing for for yeah, you know, I'm not sure how much this a, a sneakers cost <laughs> when he was crucified upside <laughs> yeah. down sure but but it
0: is that. but you know it is the sense of you know Paul will say uh, you know in uh, you know in Corinthians when he's talking about you know the resurrection he said if we our hope is to be found only in this life we're to be pitied more yeah. than anyone else. And, and and I want to argue with him because nothing makes us life richer, you know, than knowing Christ. But there are the persecutions. It, it's it's not an invitation just into, you know, we skip down the yellow brick road yeah. and live happily ever after. That it, it, it is an invitation to join him in the power of yeah. his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his suffering. And, well, and certainly Peter would do that. Yeah.
1: And isn't this theme? I mean, it's it's so pervasive throughout the gospels i don't think we we talk about it as much as we should at times but i mean how many times does jesus talk about where is our treasure you know where your treasure is there your heart will be you know also you have the man who goes out and finds treasure in a field and he sells everything to get the treasure Mm -hmm. constantly we're seeing these themes throughout the gospels and Jesus' teaching saying you know he is absolutely worth it he is the greatest treasure and when we see him rightly as he is those other things fade away. You know, those other things find their proper place, and we get to find the proper enjoyment of those. That's right. Yeah.
0: And we have uh, the incredible grace of you know the overflowing gift of the new covenant, the Holy Spirit, and the new heart and and, and cleanness you know before God. Uh, and and we have you know all the common graces you know given to us you know through Him. So it has been, uh, been fun, and we've left a lot on the table. So I hope you enjoy meditating on these passages you know, throughout the day and the gift we have in him a hundred times as much now and persecutions <laughs> in the age to come, eternal life. Mm-hmm. Matt, I need my closing in some yeah. prayer.
1: Right. Father, we, um, we read this passage knowing that, that our hope is in you. That you are the greatest treasure, and so forgive us for the time where we place our our hope or our treasure in other things. Um, Father, would you redirect our hearts back to you, and help us to to see Jesus rightly, to treasure Him, and would you transform us through it? Thank you. That with with God, all things are possible. Um, that mm-hmm. that you save us and, and redeem us and sanctify us and. And glorify us. And so, Father, would that be true of us? Would you continue to do a great work in us? Thank you for your word. And I thank you for time in it together. We love you. It's Christ in Christ's name we pray.